0: My do. buckle my shoe, do 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 buckle my shoe and two and two and two
1: I like that one the most so mm. far yep it's quite stylized
0: I keep singing I'm house sitting right now I keep singing to the dog about how she likes to poop in the middle of the room
1: oh nice that's a it's a <laughs> classic right there, not yeah. the song but the singing to the pet you know singing yeah, to the yeah. animal.
0: Especially when they look at you and they're like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Are you barking at me? Are you, <laughs> are you, am I in trouble? I don't know what's happening. This feels aggressive.
1: What's funny about that is that's uh, kind of the inspiration for the something in the campaign.
0: What a pet not knowing? No, the, uh, what you, what you're trying to say?
1: Think of it the other way is that they, it sings and it, you don't know what oh, it is. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Treasure Vault Pathfinder. Yeah, 2E. that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's the new that that's the new hotness. It's got a bunch of cool stuff in there. It's crazy.
1: I said to that's myself to as it. I was as I got there, I was like, okay, don't buy anything unless it's guns and gears. If they have a guns and gears, you can buy that. Mm-hmm. Then I said to myself, even secretly, I was like, even if it's special edition
0: even if i have to pay twice the price
1: i will buy it if it's here and i walked in it wasn't there
0: i would say dark archive i'm surprised that's not high that's that, that they have
1: that there they have that yeah. there but i just I, uh, want,
0: I want that one super bad
1: that one's not the stuff that i'm interested in is stuff that i will need like that i'll want to research for running so you're
0: not gonna let people take deviant feats
1: uh, I hadn't even thought about it honestly, because it's not. The... <laughs> I don't think
0: anybody besides me and you are gonna know that that's an option, in terms of like outside of Gatewalkers and everything.
1: Right, but I I think that I really am. I mean, obviously I'm not. I, I there are certain players, namely you, only you probably <laughs> that only you. that if you're like I want to do something crazy and this and that. I'd be like, you're, like, the only person I'm going to allow to do that because you know... Oh, you
0: already know what I'm playing.
1: Well, you know the game, and you'll yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. do the, yeah. like, required footwork and be like, this yeah. is all you need to know, Ian. And I'd be like, thanks, that's cool, appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or I'll be like, I'm taking this, like, you've signed off on it. If you want to know what it does, I will inform you. Sure, and I'm not... But I won't, you know, I won't tell you until it comes up kind of thing like mechanics unless you are dying to know. yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish I I bought Treasure Vault on Demiplane, but that's not really one that's useful on Demiplane. I feel like having ancestries and class stuff on Demiplane is pretty useful. Yeah, but I wish I'd bought that physical physical copy. It it did look it's not that much cheaper.
1: Yeah, it looked tempting. I just was not. I was like. Ah.
0: That. It's cooler, like, if you're playing or running a campaign yeah. and you want to populate it with crazy treasures. Exactly. Like, oh, my alchemists are really like this. Or, oh, man, this is a crazy sword. or right. Like, they have everything in there. It's crazy.
1: Um, so. But, yeah, it's, I'm, so. I don't know if you have. Have you read the... You probably have. Have you read the beginning of the uh, Player's Guide for Outlaws?
0: Uh, I've not, I've looked at it, I've glanced at it, I have not, like, read it in depth. Sure. It's it's on the list, but I haven't done it yet. No,
1: no worries. Uh, I was just curious if you had, uh, mostly because you're picking, for your character, you're picking stuff that's like...
0: Oh, I look, yeah, I, I vetted when I started seriously thinking about what do I want to play, I'm like, this would be really cool. How well does that fit? Mm. And that's when I'm like, oh, Alchemist is like one of the shoe in classes. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Goblin wasn't on there, but it wasn't like, don't play this Ancestry either. Right. Well,
1: there's very little that they say you shouldn't do that for Outlaws. Right. Uh, There is some stuff, though. Yeah, there's a handful.
0: Just like, you know, if you look at... uh, Gatewalker. uh, What's it called? Quest for the Frozen Flame. Oh, yeah. It'll, it has the same thing, like, you probably don't want to play an investigator. Right. Or, like, a very city-centric, or a gunslinger. It's probably really a bad
1: idea. Right. Oh, God. I'm super stoked about that, though. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. Campaigns. Campaigns. Yes.
1: Uh, it was one of those, for Friday's game, it was another one of those sessions that Eric knows makes me crazy, but I'm learning to be hands-off when it happens. Unless oh, I could tell, unless a, I
0: could tell you're like,
1: yeah,
0: restraining yourself
1: because it's it's just hard for me to, ex- it's hard for me to accept that that's fun mm-hmm. for the yeah. players. So I have this huge struggle because I'm like, they're not having fun. But they the real thought in that is, how do you know that, stupid? You're they continue to do this, they're obviously enjoying it.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it was good. I got to do a few things that I'd want to. I, interestingly enough, I don't know if the players know this yet, um, but some of the players that we put stars up for in the beginning, I have delivered upon a few of these stars now. Oh, nice. And I don't think the players know that, like that they said that a long time ago. Some, maybe they do. But I know that they're like, this is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was there? I liked mutating Jerry. That was great. That's uh, super- That was
0: entertaining. It's, it's kind of- it was entertaining having uh, Horgrim kind of the centerpiece of the session in terms of what we decided to do. And then the player is only there like, half the time. (laughs) He's on the train, cutting out like, like, can't hear you, bro. So we're just going to do this. We hope you agree. I hope this is
1: good. Well, And then when he gets on, well, would we do... Look, bro, I know how you think. We've established that you're fine with it. It's going to be fine. So I can use the, yeah. And then I, yeah. I feel... Is it a thing to you ever? I'm sure it is, but... People start explaining things to you that they think you don't understand. And you're like, I am literally operating under the assumption that that is what we understand.
0: Uh, Yes. But if I ask them a question. Right. I try to extend the courtesy of letting them explain it, even if once I, I get it. Like once they start explaining, I'm like, Oh, I know, I, I already know this. Because right. I fight that's one of my pet peeves is if somebody asks me a question and then I start explaining, they're like, Yeah, yeah, I got it. It's like, Well, why did you fucking ask me then? <laughs> right. So that does happen, but I try to be try to be forgiving about that.
1: Oh man. I don't I there are so many moments in my life where I get explained something that I'm like, Yep. I mean that Yep. All right. I know that. And then I get explained yeah. it again and again. And then there's the part of me that's like, am I doing something wrong that shows I don't understand this? Is that what's happening?
0: Could be. Could be. Uh, yes.
1: But yeah, it was a good session. I, I did enjoy some of the stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. I go crazy with the absurd planning uh, to a degree. There, there's a lot of it that I'm fine with. Then I'm like, yeah, this makes sense why they would talk about this. But then when it gets into like, when it ventures into territory where it's like, what are what are we even talking about right now? Like, why are you bringing that up now? Uh, I'll just give the example. I won't throw the player under the bus, but one player is like, well, maybe we, they basically want to look into and find and I imagine go to where the bad guys are now. The mm-hmm. big, big bad guys. They're like, we should just go there. Basically, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, who in their right mind is that way? We're gonna go straight to the heart of it. What?
0: Right. But you gotta let them. You gotta let them make that decision if the party wants to do that. <sighs> if this is a sandbox campaign, you don't get to say well, it. Like, well, we've, right. we've
1: established that this is a what did you call it? A theme park theme park
0: right but a theme park is still small rails house within a sandbox yeah
1: and sure i mean i think most of them so
0: it's not it's not up to you it's up to the party and that's why we elected a leader not that we're all i don't think anybody else thinks that but you have to allow for that or else we're just doing railroad yeah
1: and i did i do
0: you did yeah i mean you argued yeah like you do with that player often but that player also did their signature thing where we like got to the city and they're like, well, see you guys. Yeah, I... Uh, really? That's just what we always do? All right. I thought we all decided as a group.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: That we we're doing things as a group. I thought we did. As a friendship family.
1: But apparently, you know, that doesn't matter.
0: Nope. Yep. But uh, yeah, it was a fun session. I obviously selfishly quite enjoyed all the lore that i discovered hmm. just about the seeds and and uh, also the arcane daggers and all that that was super fun sweet for sure oh. and also changing the npc disposition star set oh yeah like that's a you're not as like hostile towards me
1: just right and it's changed for the rest of the group too now
0: that's true yeah because i rolled like a nat 20 yeah it was a like, nat 20. i got a major effect And the major effect was I
1: moved that thing because her disposition towards the group is not great.
0: Yeah, why would it be? Right, exactly. We have we have an enemy in our midst, so.
1: I feel like there's a that's a, it feels like it's a trope of some sort, but I can't pinpoint where I've seen that or had that in a story where there was like what an
0: like a villain in your
1: midst. Yeah, but you know, fucking
0: Dragonlance, bro.
1: Oh Kittyara! well
0: Kitiara, but Raceland
1: oh that's true too Raceland He's
0: like on the cusp of being evil the whole time
1: right Spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't read these.
0: We've already talked about this on the podcast we've talked about Raceland and everybody so oh. if you haven't read them I'm sorry they've been out since the 80s Talk yeah about like, but don't stop listening
1: uh, his black robe change is really cool I think.
0: I have. I need to read Time of the Twins. I think I'm gonna listen through. I was listening through Autumn Twilight. I think I'll just listen through the rest of them and then finally break into Twins. Nice. Cause I just. I got so depressed after, uh, Spring Dawning, like when I first read it, <laughs> that I couldn't. Like I had the first Twins book, but I couldn't. I couldn't do it. All right. That's. It was too traumatizing for me to, to have that story end. That's. Those are the books that I think I said this before, but. That's ignited my love for reading. Nice. Those, those books. Those were
1: some of my first big ones as well. Um, yeah. Real good. And then, yeah. Oh. Yeah?
0: Speaking of like Dungeons and Dragons stories and stuff, the first six Legend of Drist comics are free on Kindle Unlimited. So I think once I'm done with Pathfinder, I'm going to read through those. At nice. least the Crystal Shard trilogy And then I might go back and, like, look at the... um, Dark Elf. Dark Elf. Dark Elf trilogy is not my absolute favorite. I have all those. It's never really been. The comics? Uh Uh-huh.
1: Nice. I have that. They have the
0: Chronicles, too, but the art makes me upset. All of the art
1: makes me a little upset. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, Pathfinder, some of it's really good. That's what I mean. Like, Like, like... this is quality, but the Chronicles is like, this is terrible. (laughs) The
1: Chronicles is a... Travesty.
0: Yeah, it's just like, what is this? And then I haven't really looked at the, the crystal shard stuff. Before. It's
1: bro. It's it's the same kind of. It's not a travesty as much as Chronicles is, but it is kind of like, okay, I still want to yeah. read through it just because it's yeah. fun. But you done, you done fucked it up. You done fucked it, it. You, yeah. you should have. Whoever did these art. Whoever did these drawings great job because i can't do that but you suck for making it it also
0: like the art doesn't have to be good but it has to fit with what you're reading right like that's the whole point is just you know there's a whole thing about how you set up your panels like if you're doing straight like six panel work or if you're going to have like asymmetrical panels and like it needs to fit with the story like sandman if you look at the paneling work for the prelude prelude what's it called it's not preludes and nocturnes. It's like the little story before the story of how Dream gets captured. Because mm. he starts off like a prisoner at the beginning of the Sandman comics. i never read it. The him. way the panels, the, everything kind of blends in and it all feels like this weird fever dream. Like it works really well. That's cool. You know? I actually hate like really symmetrical panel work as an aside. Like when I say, <laughs> I'm like, God damn it.
1: You make me work? Fuck. I struggle. Uh, each time I pick up Berserk, mm-hmm. since it's a, a manga, manga. Yeah. It, it's rough sometimes to figure out. the like I've looked up in Google and been like, hey, this is the pattern. Sometimes it deviates.
0: Oh, yeah, especially because you're looking at a translated work, but it also has to fit in the visual medium of that thing. So like, okay, how, which comment is next? Right, exactly. What? So it well, takes me a
1: minute what? to get into the flow of reading it. Speaking of, there are two other comic series that I really want to, like, get your... If you've heard of them, and if you know anything about them, because uh, sure. they kind of uh, seem to be in the same line with uh, Berserk, and that's Vinland Saga.
0: Heard of it. I Nothing about the manga. I've tried starting the anime, because it's, it's on, like, Hulu and Netflix and... And I just, I'm, it's just not the right time. I'm like, I can't do this right now. I've heard it's good, especially if you like, it keeps getting suggested to me, like, around, like, Castlevania Mm-kay. and stuff. So, like, probably has really good high action. I just, when I turn on the first episode, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Fucking turn this off. I can't do it right now.
1: Um, What about the, the other one is Vagabond?
0: Vagabond I've heard of. I haven't read it. I honestly am just... Uh, I, when I got really sick, I started watching a bunch of anime and kind of rediscovered my love because for a long time I just couldn't watch any of it. Mm. Like I watched all the Miyazaki, Studio Ghibli stuff. I watched, um, I watched a bunch of movies. Mm. Like even uh, the people who do, uh, the Book of Kells, Song of the Sea, and oh, cool, cool. Wolf something, Wolf Riders something like that well the their latest one the wolf one is like so good nice it's not really animates in this its own category but um and so i started picking up manga cause, so like i watched akita and i found a bunch of the manga oh, nice. so i wanted to start reading that and get it back into it because i used to love manga i used to lo- read one that's actually from korea called shaman warrior the art's fucking fantastic i used to be super into naruto and even even did some One Piece and stuff for a while.
1: Man, One Piece is a huge thing that's popping off right now. So is Naruto. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're both they're both big. One Piece was kind of second wave. Naruto was like I was right in on the American like first wave because my friend Joe, who Joe. doesn't listen to this, but if he ever does, shout out to Joe. Joe's like the ultimate nerd. Yeah, I know Joe. Because he like D and D and manga and all that, but he's like. This is going this is about to be really big and then there's another one called coming out called One Piece that's going to be the next big thing. Oh, that's crazy. He, I remember him talking about Zoro who's the fighter who he dual wields but then he has a katana in his teeth and that's how he fucking fights. That's insane. Like, that's a D&D character right there.
1: That's insane. That's a yeah. Pathfinder character right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean the main character, you know his power, right? Like kind of the setup Really, really simple setup is that the Pirate King has died or disappeared, but he's hidden all his treasure somewhere, and whoever finds it will be the next Pirate King, and it's like a whole world of piracy, so it's all kind of archipelagos and, like, tons of ships and cool, like, boat towns. So the main character's name is Luffy. I'm sure you've seen him. He's got the straw hat, red vest, no shirt. Yep. Like, jean cut-off shorts.
1: Yeah, I know who that is. The name is actually what I learned just recently.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like Rufi because they can't really say L's in Japanese. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, he ate the fruit of the this mythological rubber tree. So, like, he can't be stabbed and he can stretch his limbs. And, like, so he's just a silly character who can't really do much at first. I'm sure he gets more powerful. But, like, he can't be killed. And then people find out he ate the fruit of this tree and they, like, flip out. They're like, oh,
1: my God. Run.
0: F- it's ridiculous, dude.
1: It sounds like now that you're telling me, I'm like, I went from like a passing interest to.
0: Mm, oh, it's good. I'm good. It's really, really good. I'll have yeah. someone just tell me There's a reason why it. it's super popular. Oh, i sure. I would start with the anime and give it like, again, you got to give these really long, like 300 plus episode series. You got to give them like 10 episodes. Oh, at least. Because the first few episodes are going to be garbage.
1: You have They're to. They're just going
0: to be like, God, so what the fuck is happening? And then something happens and you're like, oh, shit.
1: Right. it's I just got gangster. This is cool. It's more. I think it's more related to how people would theoretically want their books to be made into shows and shit. It's just yeah. every slogging, boring point from A to B you wanted in there. And well,
0: it's also like there are certain tropes, like just the Japanese mannerisms and the way they introduce characters and, and the things they used to present. Like, this is a hero, like heroes usually have a really big appetite so they love to eat or like uh, especially female heroes have really big eyes and there's all these kind of cultural signifiers that this is a good guy or this is a bad guy and for me i've watched enough um and i don't have patience for like the new school anime especially so i'll sit on and be like god damn it another one (laughs) i gotta go through this again so it it's just you know I'm old and grumpy. What can I say? But no, there's some really good ones. Like some of the new, some of the new stuff's awesome. That's cool. You just have to wade through some crap to get to the awesome. I did start watching. It's the same thing. Like it's just hard to get into. But I did start watching some of uh, Demon Slayer.
1: Oh, I've too. watched some of that.
0: Yeah, I like it. It's, I like the in, the thing with his sister that I wasn't expecting. That I was like, oh, that's a cool twist. That's interesting. Yeah,
1: the thing that I was stoked about on demon slayer it's like in the intro there's those weird moments where they kind of blend the 3d mm-hmm. with the other kind of but it only happens sparingly well it only yeah. ha- and like it happens in you see that shit in the credits in a lot of anime and then it never happens in the anime
0: mm-hmm.
1: but in demon slayer it does right it happens in these moments with like cool sword shit and i was like that's cool i like that they like and disperse they actually, that. Put you that actually
0: in. get a payoff. Yeah. Like, you get the teaser and the credits. Exactly. And then like, they actually do it. And then yeah. they
1: actually are like, oh, we do this in the show. It's like, thank you. Fuck. Yeah. So yeah, I do For like sure. that show. I'm, I've i only watched like a chunk of the first season, but I do yeah, enjoy it's cool. it. For sure. Right? Yeah.
0: It seems legit. It seems like if you gave it, this is so ridiculous to say, if you gave it like 50 episodes, oh, it's be, probably it's really probably awesome. It's probably killer. Yeah. But you have to get through like... A good chunk for it to be really awesome
1: it's the same thing think of like the idea obviously we're a little biased but glass cannon if you give oh, yeah. it 50 episodes you're gonna be Dude, so fucking that's when hurt. it
0: gets really good yeah. like right around 50 is when it's like the players have finally played enough to really gel mm-hmm. and like they all know the rules well enough so it, it really takes like a year almost for them to really get the game and like for the story to gel and everything, yeah, for sure, it's very true. It's crazy. Very true. Uh, anything else? No, I uh, you want to say about your campaign?
1: Not really. It was. I had a good time. I have a hard time with players planning uh, yeah. and getting into the weeds of planning. But it is known. It is written. It is. And yeah. but I, you know, I didn't interfere too much.
0: No, you, you held off, you we had fun and we got to do our thing. I think I think you're learning where the the line is where sometimes it's appropriate to be like, Okay guys. Right. Like the ogres are coming over the hill. What are you gonna do? Like you don't have any more time or you know, it's time to time to pick it up if it's dragging, but if the players are having fun, why why ruin it? Right is the thing.
1: Right, right. Nope, no more. What do you What do you guys to say about? Uh,
0: so no game this past week.
1: Coming up though,
0: but coming up, um, and it's mainly I've been working on the World Bible. Uh, I picked up the this isn't for Gatewalkers, but I picked up the companion guide for Kingmaker, which it's insane. It's got all these like fleshed out NPCs, including a Mary. I guess this is the first time they've made an iconic like an actual NPC because the iconics are really just there as stand-ins for what your PCs are going to do. So in a cool cover page art, like, oh yeah, look at them like fighting this monster that could be us. So you'll buy the book, but they actually flesh her out crazy. You get to find out like I read a bit about like where she got her sword from. She's and, the like, barbarian. The following right? she's from. Yeah, she's God, full on bar- barbarian. Giant. Song. Um, and there's like. Quests, big adventure like subquests around these uh I won't say how many, but there's a handful of NPCs. And then there's some like more background NPCs that you can flesh out. There's a section on like camping. Camping's almost like its own phase of play. Oh. It's that's crazy. Cool. That's there's cool. like thirty actions you can do on different food you can make. I was like, there's one called like fried spider legs. I'm like, oh, that's what Lindsay wants to that's what Lindsay wants to eat. Shout out to Lindsay and her <laughs> arachnophobia. But, and then there was like, oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff for weather. I saw
1: that. And the, the little it had things, it like yeah. the,
0: I sent you screenshots of the, the table of contents, but what it actually does is like, it says, okay, here's all the new items. Those are actually in the MPC sections, but it gives you the page where to find like that thing. Oh, cool. So it was really cool. There's no index, but it basically works like an index. So really cool. It, it's, pretty thin i was like this i paid 50 dollars for this or 40 dollars. but then you look in it and you're like oh this is just quality it's, it's just, packed. just a chock full of like tons of stuff so very very cool so i i've been doing a lot of that i've also just been there's some homebrew stuff that's come out of the gatewalkers campaign and i'm kind of like figuring out how that's going to play out and i've been reading more of the alexandrian blog uh, and he's got some really cool ideas how to make keyed dungeons which is basically what you're in you're in a treehouse but it's basically a dungeon for how i run it right, right? for sure got keyed locations each location has like items traps and or monsters creatures to fight or creatures to negotiate with he's got these things called adversary rosters so you basically detach the creatures from the rooms and depending upon how like if the the PC set off an alarm, maybe the orc detachment hears that alarm and goes from, you know, room A14 to room A5. Things like that. Right. Like, really, really... I mean, if you know anything about the Alexandrian, very good content for GMs. Oh, so, yeah. He's and great. And then that inspired me to start making... Because I hate reading his blog on his website. It's really, really hard for me to look at. So I pulled all his stuff into Notion and made, like, a database so I can read through it more like a book. Oh that's cool. And yeah. So so lots of planning. Uh World Bible's pretty much done. And so just need to need to get to more of the planning. Cool. Actually you know what we did have a session on Monday.
1: No we didn't. We have a session coming up on Monday. Are you sure? No, you're right. We did have a session on Monday. I don't
0: know why I keep forgetting like when we record. Right. That, like we just had a session. So yeah we did have a session this past Monday. Yeah. Um,
1: while we were in the and, tree house.
0: <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, the characters got spotted because the session before last started right when they found the hideout. Right. And the hideout was not made by the bad guys. They overtook it. So it's all these whimsical houses in a, in these trees above the forest floor. So kind of this canopy with rope bridges going to each building. Characters got spotted, like, immediately, like, when one of them tried to sneak. So it, it was, like, fighting that battle and then getting up into the treehouse and kind of starting to discover, and that was basically it. Yeah. So it was a lot of, like, again, choices, not going, not having the consequences that the party hoped, <laughs> but then making it work, so.
1: Um, it was a good sesh.
0: Yeah. I feel like everybody in general is trying to work as a team more
1: sure.
0: uh, one of our players forgot that we had a game I don't know how you do that and, and didn't <laughs> didn't show up uh, but ironically, I think it made it go a little smoother so mm. And I I have another player who seems to try who's making more of an effort. Like they call me and they're like, hey, I how can I take less time on my turn? Like how can I keep things snappier? And you know, I think they want to get more into the reasons why their character is the way they are and stuff like that. So sure. I let them change. They're playing a goblin. I let them change their heritage, which is kind of like your sub race if you're a D&D player. From uh, Iron Gut, which basically is a goblin that can eat anything, so trash goblin, to uh, Unbreakable, which basically means he's really bouncy, so kind of like an ant. You know, an ant can climb really high, fall, and be fine. Okay. These goblins can do the same thing, so they take way less damage from falling and eventually take no damage. They get high enough levels, so he could just, like, if he needs to get down from, like, a third story to the first, you know, to ground level, he, he is- could just be like, hey! Just jump right off! All right, guys, let's go. So, yeah, lots of planning, inspiration, also trying to bring in new ideas just to make um, pre-published adventures, especially Pathfinder, are great. But you want to make it really come to life and not not just be blindly following what's going on in the page. And if something happens like the alarm went off when you guys first went in there, I want that to ha- i want the the dungeon to react to that. Right. I don't want it to just be like, well that happened and you know, uh 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 the Alexandrian has a good way of saying like the great thing about keyed dungeon rooms is they're kind of firewalled. So you have this stuff in this one room, nothing happens until the players walk in and then it's activated and that's a really good place to start. But there are more dynamic, cool ways that you could have your dungeon react and interact with your players sure. if you want. So that's I'm trying to flirt with those ideas and and start taking them in and seeing what what's useful and what's not. Nice that kind of thing. So that's yeah. cool. Planning, planning. Good good session. Uh, again, a lot of my planning is background world building stuff because. Where they're at, I've read through it like three times. Like, I know where they are in the room. There's multiple ways to go, so I don't know which room necessarily you guys are going to go to next. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, so it's things like that. Wanting, being inspired by Troy LaVallee, I really want to try to start doing more cliffhangers. Sure. And like cliffhangers and strong starts, things like that. So lots of planning. And also I have to start thinking about the meta plot or the mega plot is what I'm calling it, which is... What's happening in Fair mm. What's how are things changing? How does that tie into what's going on with the characters now? What's changed in gatewalkers compared to if we were just running gatewalkers fresh? Like things are it's not exactly just the adventure path. Mm. Um, because of the context. So lots of kind of planning and wider thinking, you know, ten thousand foot thinking, things like that. So yeah, that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm going to be working on. Sweet. I, and, and then also starting to prep, I'm going to start making a world Bible for Kingmaker. And oh, cool. Start getting that prepped.
1: That uh, Some of the stuff you were talking about leads me to the thought of uh, what we had chatted about talking about a little bit of. Today? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm.
0: Well, well, what did it lead you to?
1: Well, some of the stuff you were saying leads me to the thought of uh, when I, I've said this before, but this leads into, when I started playing, when I wanted us to switch to Cypher and Numenera,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I really felt like, oh, once people get it, the combat will be so much quicker, it'll move a lot faster. No. Once you touch initiative, everything slows the fuck down. Like, it doesn't right. matter what game you're playing, it just goes... And with that being said, where we were discussing earlier about the, uh, you know, I'm just gonna hand it off to you to talk about the uh, turn thing that you texted me about. We should talk about contingency.
0: Handing it off, a uh, turn thing contingencies. Remind me. Uh,
1: oh. players being ready for their turn in combat. Oh cause yeah. Because the combat will everything will change on one person's turn everything right, right right oh yeah that's right and you wanted to talk um, about that so i was like hey we still got some time we can totally that yeah and, and
0: i think this kind of falls into what we'll just call the gm's toolkit so what are the things like you may not always need it but what are things that are tools to aid you run your games more smoothly like more uh in a way that's gonna you know again keep immersion keep flow keep the game moving along Uh, and less bumpy because I think the problem with combat is that a lot of times it feels jittery and bumpy, kind of like start and stop traffic. It's kind of just like, fuck, can we just go at a consistent speed? So one thing that uh, I've numerous players, uh, my players and Ian's players in different campaigns over the years have said is that they don't know what to do if for instance they okay they know they have what they're going to do on their next turn. Let's say they're going to attack the ogre that they're adjacent to. And then somebody kills that ogre and then they have no now their plan is way late. They don't know what to do and they have to start from square 1. And I don't really run into that ever. Like if if plans change, I'm ready to go with something else and I was like, "Well, what what's the difference what it what is the what's the blockage stopping most players at least from our small sample size from doing the same and i think it comes down to contingencies where it's like yeah okay if everything stays the same i'm going to do the i'm going to do thing a so let's say i'm going to cast my spell at bad guy number 3 and if they go down i'm going to cast that spell at bad guy number 2 or I'm going to flank around here and pull out my crossbow and shoot. Like, have your one thing, but don't be married to it. Have, like, two things that you're like, yeah, I can do this instead. Sure. And I and I've never, i haven't never. I have really had to think it through because it's not something I've struggled with. I'm never like, well, now I don't know what to do since my plan is way late. I usually just adapt, and so I'm not honestly sure what I do. But that seems like a good start is, like, yeah, have this. Don't put a lot of thought into it, but, okay, what happens if that falls apart?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are you going to do instead? What What would be your second choice? Right. Okay, and what if second choice is not an option either? You know, maybe have, like, your main choice and then two contingencies. Again, don't spend a lot of time, but be like, yeah, well, I will move and shoot my crossbow. Or I will move and, you know, this person needs some healing. Or maybe I'll, if, if I don't have to attack with a spell... I'll ask the parties: Does anybody need to be healed, or you know, whatever? So, and maybe a good question is like, how do I help? How do I help the party the most? What does a party need to to thrive and survive this encounter? Seems like a good option. Yeah. Uh, what about yourself?
1: Well, the whole thing's a clusterfuck when talking about that because I've definitely watched a battlefield change. Right in front of me, and then be like, Well, for me, it's not like, Oh, I was gonna do this. For me, it's more of a, oh, Okay, the goal of the battlefield has changed drastically. Like, we were killing this guy and protecting that person, that person's dead, we're still fighting, and now there's someone new. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in those moments, like, like you're saying, contingencies, if whatever I'm playing. Like whether it's a caster or a fighter or something, I know that if I feel myself taking too long, if I'm like confused, I'm like ah, I don't, I don't know about this. I'm gonna default to what's my what's my thing? Well, I'm a fighter. I'm gonna go up and just attack that guy then.
0: Right. What's your role? Right. In the party, yeah.
1: Do I? Am I a caster? Okay. I'm gonna hit that one with a cantrip, because I I'm uh, worst case scenario. I don't hit. Best case scenario. You know, I do some damage and fucking A. Who cares? Right. You know, that's, that's always my thing is like, if yeah, I'm taking good. too long or I feel like shit's getting weird, I'm just going to default to my role of, all right, yeah. if I'm a protector, take someone's hit. If I'm a, i am you know, I already said the others, you know, whatever it is. Or
0: maybe if you're a controller, like debuff the enemy, yeah. like buff the... your witch, throw a curse on them yeah. or like buff your friends. Yeah. Like if you're a cleric, Give him a bit of luck or whatever it is. Yeah. Give him a bless spell. Because like it
1: doesn't, like, in the, in the, just do something. If, mm-hmm. just do something. And if it doesn't work, guess what? That's okay.
0: I think some of the delays probably, uh, we have a few players that come to mind where they seem really, really afraid of doing the wrong thing. Right. Just like, just doing something is better than holding the whole party up. Mm-hmm. Even if it ends up being like quote unquote the wrong thing like ooh, that really fucked over our fighter. Right. Like they're down half hit points now. it's not probably not going to be a huge deal. And if it is, then now you've learned like okay, I probably shouldn't do that in that situation which will never come up again. Right. <laughs> I'm not supposed to know. Exactly. I think that's really good. What's your role cuz you can always default to that. And mm-hmm. You don't really if you've been playing your character for any amount of time, you don't really have to think about that, I don't think, very much. If you're a fighter, Hail. you've probably gone up and melee a bunch of times. Yeah. If you're a caster, cast you spell. probably blast it and cast it. If you're a healer, et cetera. Heal I think also what... And again, this is not something I verbalize in my head, but something I have in mind is what's the goal of this encounter? Yeah. Like, what are we trying to accomplish as a group? Not me as a PC but us as a group. Oh, we're trying to get into the base. Right. So, if I my plans change, it's going to be something involved with okay, this door's locked. If I'm the rogue, okay, there's nobody to sneak attack right now. I'm going to run up and try to unlock the door. Sure. Or I'm going to I'm going to try to do something to move the party's progress forward. And again, that's just kind of assumed in my brain. So that I think also helps me a lot. So I think like knowing your role and trying to move the party goal forward, whatever it is. Mm. So, that seems pretty good, yeah. I, I
1: like that. I like that. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's, I feel like the players that, a lot of yeah. them that we encounter, the, I, I want to say this, I feel like we have a pretty wide net of different weirdnesses each time. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there is, we have a pretty wide varying degree of Players that create problems. Uh,
0: we have a we have a buffet of neuroses. Yes, so on the table. and yeah. that
1: that allows us to see a lot of what people see out there, except for like the real problem type stuff, like the crazy stuff. We obviously don't encounter that much.
0: Not very often, and
1: though. it's very 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 rare. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, I think from my experience, hearing these players talk, and maybe you could weigh in on this as well, is they. It almost, like, I guess it just goes, it falls right in line with what you just said, actually. With the, uh, they're afraid of the wrong, doing the wrong thing. That's what it seems like. It's always what it is. That's the, always what seems like the thing that causes that jerk, that start, stop, start, stop. The wrong thing. The wrong thing.
0: Right. You get a lot of players who, to, they'll uh, start making a decision like, okay, I'm going to do this. Wait, no. Uh wait hold on, I need to check this thing. It's like no, just do the thing. Do the that thing that you've been planning on doing. Like don't second guess yourself in your turn. Like when we're waiting on you, I think is a good thing too. Yeah. Second guess yourself all you want outside of your turn. That's fine. Right. I don't care. But then just that's, do something. That's all on you. Right. Yeah. I. But yeah, doing something. I think it's kind of like uh. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, because I think that you're the Friday, the Monday game had the perfect example of that type of thing to me that was the player that snuck out and got seen was just mm-hmm. like, I run yeah. away from the party. And we were like, yeah. oh shit. Because the instinct right there for some players would be like, get back to the party. But if they're like, oh, I'm going to get them away from us and I'll try to, I was going to try and message them to be like, you should try and circle back. I didn't even need to because they were planning on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I think he's that player's played long enough that he has good instincts for like okay, that just fell apart. Now I should do this. Right. This will help the party the most. But yeah, he just veered off so that the attention, he was the only one that was seen. The attention was on him and the party had a little bit of wiggle room yeah to get the jump on the 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 baddies, right. so to speak. So yeah, that's very true. And what I mean is
1: that whole oh sorry, what's up? No, go ahead. What what I mean for that is that the player didn't him and ha. It didn't, they didn't, none of like it. He was on it. It was just like, oh, I got to go. And yeah. then when it came to their turn, they were like, what should I do, guys? Should we, what do you think? And then some player says like, you know, I'm just going to keep running. Yeah, that's the smart yeah. thing. Keep running. Yeah. And then as they're running out, it was it was just that example to me was a good example of players just just make the choice and run with go with it, man. Like, yeah, we are all here to die. Yeah, that is for sure. We're all going to die somewhere. One of us is we're dying. It's what we're doing. So let's adventure home.
0: Right. And I think it, it sounds really good to say like, okay, well what would your character do? But most of the time when you're in battle, that's like the furthest thing from your mind you're just like right. okay what's the next choice that i should make right now with the <laughs> options that i have i don't know what any of these spells do again players if you're listening please review your character sheets please just look at them please just you know 20 minutes a week just review it five just minutes look a at day. It. maybe look at one spell that you're like i don't what does that do oh crazy that's a crazy spell all right um So, yeah, I think that's all good. And I think another case in point is the tide shifted again when the party, luckily we have a very smart player, Lindsay again, looked to see your hostage, what was going on with them, and they were almost like out of their bonds. They had slipped their bonds. They were about to take the gag out. And that created another complication where you couldn't just focus on like the baddies out here. You had to focus on your hostage getting out. Yeah. And it, nobody was hemming and hawing about that. It was like, okay, let's get, let's take care of this. You know, <laughs> here's here's the problem that we need to solve. Right. I now. I
1: knocked that motherfucker out.
0: No. For now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. They're tied up to a tree. It don't care. Yeah.
0: I've noticed this thing though too. Uh, in teaching music, um, is that people are really, really uncomfortable playing something they just learned at a fast speed Oh yeah. and so i i hammer that hard where we play it slow four times and then we start to speed it up four times i'm like look your goal is to play this to fail like you want it to fall on its face and there's something about doing that that makes them better at the thing once they've gotten over the being precious about it i think players could stand to do a little bit of that we're like you know, some kind of battle room where you make this character just to be slaughtered, like do whatever comes to mind. So you die and you stop being so precious about it.
1: Right.
0: Cause I think there's a, there's a little bit of that going on where they're like, Ooh, but what if I lose hit points? <laughs> Ooh, what if my friend gets hit with the, with the magic missile?
1: Like it's like, who's yeah, going that's to happen? It's going of
0: the drama. Like some of the coolest stuff will happen when like one of your buddies gets hit goes down and then you guys have to figure out how to like keep fighting heal them make sure they don't die and do this other thing and like you know within the rules that's right. where the rules really start to be fun uh in my opinion so yeah i think i think it's a lot of that so play your fucking character you pieces of shit that's all i have to say
1: about it yeah i mean yeah that's i think that's good for that i mean yeah I mean,
0: that pretty much filled our time up, but we could talk about the other stuff we were going to talk about really quick if you want. Still GM's toolkit. That wasn't even really GM's toolkit. That's like PC toolkit. Sure. Because I don't think GM's... I've never heard a GM complain about they don't know what to do with their monsters or their bad guys if the plan changes or, like, one of them dies. That's never an issue for GM's. Oh, because one you know. dies,
1: there's another one right there, or... You
0: got... Yeah, you've got 15 creatures one of them dying is actually you're you're a little relieved you're like Ooh. okay less to focus on so yeah again uh all all the stuff we said i think all that's helpful it may not all be helpful to you but if you're a player what are your strategies for not holding up other people um there is one thing i'll say too and i don't think there's an easy route for this being a solution but i have played a few times at some tables with some gms who really really knew the rules and really knew how classes worked so anytime a pc or a player had a question they had the answer Mm. so i think the gm really like really being a game master and really knowing the rules the more you know the rules and you don't have to look stuff up i think that also helps play oh for sure I want, you know, my goal, my ideal is I want to be, know the rules so well that the players are intimidated not to know their character. That'd
1: be, that'd be nice. Like,
0: I want to know your, your class better than you do. So you're worried about getting something wrong and you look it up. You know, that's a huge goal, especially with Panf- Pathfinder, but I think it's a good ideal. Yeah. But so that is on the other side of it, the GM knowing, really knowing the rules, which comes from study and table time. That, definitely speeds up play. Yeah. Because if you can just... Answer, if you're like, it's this. Let's keep going. Then a lot of that deliberating or being like, nah. And, you know, one thing I've done, for instance, in Sunless Citadels, we had a character... Or we had a player playing a wizard who really had no business playing a wizard. <laughs> but I started having a list of their spells. So when they'd be like, oh, wait, well, how does it work? I'd be like, it's just this. Like, you're already... Like, don't don't look it up. This is what it is. So I think... As a GM, that's some prep you can do is like, what are your player spells? You should be reviewing their character sheets anyways, but what are their spells? How do their powers work? Oh, this player has a gun. Is it loaded? <laughs> how do you do that? That was one thing I didn't even think about till it came up, but I was like, okay, need to know more about that. Sure. So on the GM side, you, the better you know the rules, especially how they pertain to your party. So, like, if you have an alchemist, how does the alchemist work? Like, that gives you an opportunity to to know that class better without playing it, mm-hmm. which is a bit of, uh, there's some monotony in there. Oh, yeah. But that can really help, for sure.
1: Yeah. So, I also think uh, GM's Toolkit, we should do something that you talked about earlier that's a little cliffhanger. We'll do that next week.
0: GM's Toolkit.
1: Next uh, week.
0: Find out next time. Next time what the next tool is in the box
1: Cha-ga!
0: and stay sweaty <laughs> stay sweaty while you're thinking about it stay sweaty <sighs> in uncomfortable places what all day long
1: i know not all day
0: yeah all day just stewing it while you're brewing it oh, no,